0: You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, because we live. We live. live.
1: This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Search your podcast app for Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, and fantasy sports. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets. We are also on Instagram at Locked On Hornets. I'm Doug Branson. I cover the team for Fan Rag Sports. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my co host, David Walker.
0: That's right, dude. We are on Instagram. It will be updated again. I'm charged with Instagram, but I'm in phase two of moving, Doug, phase two of moving. Okay,
1: so so yesterday we discussed that you are in a multi-phase home move. Correct. And I said that I've never had a move that went beyond phase one, which is put the stuff in the truck and then take the stuff out of the truck. I put that all into one phase. I don't break it up, but you're saying... You are now in phase two. What is phase two?
0: Phase two is moving in. We moved out. Now we have to move in, Doug. Phase two is, you know, one of our buddies, Clay, said you, you add a phase for each child that you have. And I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just the high stakes, fast paced world of Charlotte residential real estate, man. You'll, 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 you'll experience one day.
1: They're just, uh, is it sort of like the riddle of the chicken, the fox, and the, and the feed <laughs> have you heard of this riddle where you have to get yeah, all yeah. three of them across a river on a boat and it's like that with the kids like you can't put you can't put the one kid and leave him alone with with the with the x and then the, the second with with the you know legos or whatever and and the second kid oh man there's just so many
0: that's right that's exactly what that's like okay
1: good thanks for confirming that thanks for saving yep. me there appreciate that <laughs> Uh, okay, we've got a lot to talk about because I-, I wish we had a win to talk about. I wish we had a eh. streak to talk about. Um, We're but it can be fun. Fat and happy. Right? You, we can't. We can't have all the nice things. We can have a few of them. Uh, but the Hornets lose. Uh, but it's not. It's sort of one of those things where it's not what you said. It's how you said it. I really feel like that's this game, right? It's not how. It's not that they lost. It's how they lost. One thirty-four to one hundred six. The final score. Versus Boston, in Boston, Kimball Walker, 9 of 13 from the field for 23 points. Dwight Howard, 10 of 15 for 21 points. Nick Batum adding 10 assists to the mix. You 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 got what you want pretty much out of those three guys. Nick Batum struggling to shoot the basketball right now over the past couple of games. Nothing really out of Marvin Williams. He was 1 of 8 from the field. But offense, not the problem in this game. It was defense From the jump, David, what did you see in this loss?
0: Yeah, I mean, no MKG, right? No Cody Zeller. uh, So that hurt their depth, and there's certainly their wing defense, and that was a concern going in. So it's not all on MKG. I mean, Boston is one of the tougher teams for them to defend just because they have so many of those guys, the Browns, the Smarts, the Tatums. Like, they keep coming at you in waves. Where
1: do they get all of those wonderful (laughs) toys?
0: Where does Ainge get them? Um Yeah, so that's not exactly a strong point uh, for the Hornets, and it was exposed last night. Then you threw Kyrie into the mix, and, you know, uh, the second night of a back-to-back, yada, 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 in Boston, and it adds up to uh, what was effectively a beatdown, just because I thought the bench, you know, they let it get away from a little bit. The the starters came back in, or they filtered back in and made another push at it, but just too much Boston, man. That, That was pretty much it.
1: Well, Boston, Brad Stevens, they are experts at attacking you where you are weak. And the Hornets Mm -hmm. were without Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who is their pillar defensively and who probably, David, would have guarded Kyrie Irving at least a few possessions and, and taken the onus off of Kimba Walker a little bit. That matchup has never been good for Kimba Walker and vice versa, to be perfectly fair. Kimba... Uh, did a great job of attacking Kyrie Irving yeah. on the defensive end. The difference is Kyrie r- rarely steps up and plays good defense against great matchups. I think the difference this year for Kyrie is that he's actually caring about defense in matchups that he can win, but he still gets exposed on nights like this, and and he did. But they they attacked them there, and they also attacked them on on the bench where they were without Cody Zeller, and you saw them go to Greg Monroe over and over and over especially against our boy Billy Billy Willie. Billy Willie Hernan Gomez could not hang with Greg Monroe down in the post it was like it reminded me of of all of those times David that we watched Al Jefferson just use and abuse his matchup with the Bobcats and 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 the one year with the Hornets like, yeah, it, it was so reminiscent of that where you you just saw Greg Monroe just salivating, set up, set up, set up, bam, he's there, he's at the rim, he's got the bucket, and Hernan Gomez just could not do anything about it. And I think you're seeing a little bit of why he struggled to get on the floor in New York.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a little confusing about why they decided to bring him in and and, and trade up Johnny O'Brien and add an extra year of salary. I'm still a little confused it's about. A that. Of
0: mil. It's a couple of mil.
1: What, David, okay. A couple million when that's that's a it's big gonna d- that's fine. gonna be a big Duh. difference in Duh, the offseason dude. if they can't New make a, con-
0: a couple of million. New regime coming in. You're it's spoiled. gonna be fine. You're still be- <laughs> a couple right. that's just uh, a just couple, a couple you, get a mil, you get a mil. Ah, it's a couple of mil. It'll be fine, don't worry about it.
1: Listen, they are in absolute cap hell next season, and they might have to move. A piece that they like, they might have to move a piece like Jeremy Lamb. How do you justify that to the fan base if they have to move you Jeremy know. Lamb, who has developed into a great and into a good to great player on certain ice for the Charlotte Hornets? You have to move him, but uh, don't, but don't worry, we made room we'll for see. for Billy Hernan Gomez.
0: We'll see, we'll see, we'll see how we'll see what works out. um That was an interesting move. I'll give you that. It doesn't really make sense, <laughs> but hey, we'll see what happens. Hey. Travion Graham got the start. Uh, what'd you think about that? What did you think about how Trevion played? Tried hard, tried really hard, I thought.
1: Well, I mean, look, look, he was gonna go in there and, and focus on defense, so I really don't care about mm-hmm. the offensive stats uh, because that's 30 what,
0: minutes. No one played more.
1: Thirty minutes, and if you if you look across his I mean, he was really responsible for taking away Tatum, and Tatum was mm-hmm. I mean, three of six, but that six attempts, you like that. Like you can live with six attempts. You live with Jason Tatum not completely destroying you. Uh, but this one really, I think, especially for the starters, wasn't about one-on-one defense uh, because Boston was just relentlessly putting them in pick-and-roll situations and getting oh, switches. They got Dwight Howard on uh, on Kyrie Irving several times, and and Dwight tried his best, but, I mean, that's Kyrie Irving. And so the, the situation last night was – they did not make things difficult enough on the Boston Celtics early, and then Boston hit some ridiculous shots late. Like I was just on ESPN 7:30 uh, with uh, the wake-up call, and they said, "Which was it? What w- was it? Boston just having a lot of talent and shooting the basketball well, or was it the Hornets didn't play well defensively?" And I was like, "It was both. Yes, it was yes. both, <laughs> because because you know, look." I think if honestly though, I think if they had played perfect defensively, they were still going to struggle to win that game. Kyrie Irving had a shot blocked by Nick Batum, picked the basketball back up and shot it again and and knocked it down. He had that yeah. dosey do move that he put on Kemba Walker, where he where he like turned around, pivot foot, pivot foot, pivot foot, and then dropped it in from mid range. Like when they're doing things like that, they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference by record, probably first by talent. I, I think it's going to be tough to beat them on any night, especially shorthanded. But at the same time, like you can't make things that easy on them in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, there was one possession early on in the first quarter where there was like five or six potential steals in one possession, and, and Trevion fell out of bounds during that stretch. I think maybe maybe I'm mixing them up in there, but it, you know they were trying really hard. It's just they were they weren't getting a lot of bounces. I think the Celtics ended up with the ball there. Or maybe Nick finally came out of it. In one of those areas. I think but,
1: certain players were trying hard. I think others were going through the motions.
0: Well, I'll tell you this. I mean, Kemba only played 24 minutes last night. It was 9 of 13 from the field, 4 or 6 from 3, and I'm perfectly fine with that because this game was not going to go the Hornets' way, Doug. And he, when you mentioned it, they make it very tough to defend Kyrie 1 because he's Kyrie and he's really good. But also, they're running him off of Bane's picks all the time. Like, Kemba is just get looks like he's getting body-blocked. Uh, when he's going around some of these screens and that can wear on you so one i'm impressed that he was still able to put up the performance that he was but two i'm good that he didn't have to do it anymore because uh, that can take a toll on he's going to be needed down the stretch here clearly to play at his highest level if they're still going to make a run at this thing
1: boston 12 of 20 from beyond the arc that's good for 60 percent. 62 percent overall from the field and And listen, when the hornets score one hundred and thirty points, they do the same thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's teams not being able to stop what they want to stop, which is Kimball Walker and Dwight Howard. Like that's those are the two guys that teams are going to key on when they play the Charlotte Hornets. They are not able to stop them. And, Marvin Williams knocks down three-point three shots. And Frank Kaminsky is working well inside and, and knocking down key buckets. And Jeremy Lamb is hitting three-point shots. Like, that's how the Hornets get to 130. And you saw Boston do a very similar thing where it's like, okay – you didn't do a good enough job taking out Kyrie Irving and Aaron Baines is going to hit absolutely everything from mid range. Like those, those shots are wide open for a reason. People get mad at Dwight Howard for not guarding those shots well enough, but like that's, you want Aaron Baines taking mid range shots because that means Kyrie Irving is not pulling up from three point range and, and absolutely killing you. And it's just Aaron Baines made all of those shots.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those nights, nice, Doug. It was the streak had to come to an end eventually. I mean, I think everyone had that game circled as a likely loss. Doesn't mean you don't go there and try, but that's why the Bulls win was well, so that, important. And that's that's, the, I that's what games. I
1: said, David. It's how they lost because I feel like, you know, you had the miscues early. It's about like coming out ready to Well, Do to you play. think they
0: circled it though? You know, do you think the players almost saw it that way? I,
1: I, maybe, yeah. Once maybe. you had all of those injuries, maybe that's it. But that but that's what I'm saying. You can't do that. Not yeah. when not in the situation that they're in, and this was the point that I was making on seven thirty. I said, "You have to care," and I don't mean that in the way that like they they just are apathetic and don't care. I mean you have to care at the level of your situation. When you look at this, like they can only lose five, maybe six games, and still expect to make the playoffs without some massive help from the Miami Heat losing a lot of games. Like that ain't Philly- happening. Yeah. And they no, they're not. I mean, they're 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 figuring out ways to win basketball games. They've got they've got forty seven year old Dwayne Wade hitting clutch Don't buckets him. for them.
0: Don't let me get me started. Yeah. They're I know. waiting. They, I'm you,
1: telling you, Miami is waiting to win a basketball game and eliminate the Charlotte Hornets on like the final night of the NBA season on a Dwayne Wade game winning shot. They're just waiting. They're waiting. They know it. They have it up on their whiteboard. That's, That's why he's
0: there. That's why they got him back. That's why he went back, you know? Uh, you look at this schedule, Doug. I mean, it is amazing how, you know, relatively good it does look. I mean, you've got the Raptors and you've got the Sixers a couple of times. But after that, you know, it's 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 pretty manageable. And the Cavs and the Wizards. So they're going to have to be like they're going to have to go win some of these games they shouldn't win. But it's still lined up for them. They're going to need a lot of help.
1: they got to get one of these against Philly – I feel like yeah. they got to get all oh, four. They gotta get, I feel majority, like they have to get all yeah. four against Philly. And, and you can afford. I think you can afford to lose the game against Toronto, and go. Okay, listen. That was the toughest stretch that we have left. We went one and two. That's obviously disappointing. What What I think you wanted to happen in this game. It wasn't in this last game against Boston. It wasn't about win loss. I think what you wanted to happen is to see the Hornets come out, and and play. A similar brand of basketball that they've been playing since the All-Star break. And if that brand of basketball is not good enough to win against the Boston Celtics on a night when you don't have Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, or Cody Zeller, then so be it then so be it, right. but you're playing your brand of basketball. I did not see the same Charlotte Hornets team that was getting into passing lanes, getting steals, getting into transition, defending transition. There were too many times that Boston was able to get up get up the floor quickly and take advantage of one-on-one matchups, especially on the bench. Jeremy Lamb pointed to that as a reason uh, that, that the bench was not able to hold down things in the second quarter and then late in the game as well. So those are the kind of things like that's, you know, this could be, I think, a pivotal game if they are not able to respond in a big way against Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, exactly. But don't you think that's that's where they are? That's who this team is. Maybe they're just not at the level where they need to compete. Right. Right, James.
1: Right, yeah. What's what does what does James think? What does James think about phase two of the move?
0: That's what I want. He's to know. ready for phase two. To he's be ready
1: asked. for phase two. That's so he's are, telling
0: me. Phase two is ended.
1: So are you? that That's what I want to know. Are you? Are you in the house now? Are you?
0: Oh God, no. no okay, no, no. good. My wife is currently in the house, and uh, we will be hopefully in the house by the end of today. That's I moved idea. before
1: the the last place that I'm in now here in Charlotte. I think I moved every year post college. Which would have been five straight years. That's quite a streak. That's a streak I was proud of. I had become a a master mover.
0: And I, I and think I, yourself, it's it is a, it is yeah, it is a different level. I I feel like when you're at that stage of the game, moving is kind of like part of it, right? Like I've lived here for six months. Let's let's see what else is out there. Yeah, I was right. It's the just me. Is, it's just my stuff. It's just me and my Xbox.
1: The grass is, Listen, the grass is always greener. Um, but yes, I, I think I felt like I became a, a master, like I felt like I became a master mover by the end of it. So I think really what, what the mistake that you made was not asking for my help. Where, where, yeah. Why, why, why <laughs> okay. wasn't, why okay. wasn't, why wasn't I involved? Uh, That's right. Trust, trust me. Listen, th- This week, this is, a massive, this is, this the, is the, the same week the, that you blocked me, move. you blocked me on, on the, the activity rings on the Apple watch. I don't know.
0: Trust me. Trust me. I just gave you a, a huge gift by not being involved.
1: All right. Well, Hornets have some tough games coming up. We're going to cover them all against Philadelphia and against Toronto. Uh, we'll have full previews of those games coming up later in the week. Please let us know what you think about the Hornets on Twitter at LockedOnHornets. We want to hear from you. The Hornets in a tough situation right now. Well, here's Here's the question that I'd like to ask. We've been asking this question for the past couple of days. Should the Hornets run this back next season? You know, They got on a five-game winning streak. They started playing a better brand of basketball, a brand of basketball that Clifford has been espousing for years that he wanted to see this team play. You've seen Nick Batum form a better relationship with Dwight Howard on the court, finding some ways to get Howard into good positions to score. You saw bad Howard early in that game. Uh, transforming the good Howard as the game went on. And a lot of that had to do with the opportunities that he was getting from other players. But we've been asking that question, should they run it back? And what does this game do to that question?
0: Mm, Yeah, I think it brings you down to earth a little bit because you're riding on that five game streak, which is great. You've got some pieces there, but it's like, you've been saying, Doug, everything has to go perfectly and you just can't plan that way. You can't plan for everything to go perfectly. Nothing is going to go as you think. Injuries are going to happen as we've seen. So, you know, it's not a full teardown. I still don't think that is the likely way. But, of course, they have got to make some changes. They've got to decide on a direction and then go with it. And that's why they've got some new leadership coming in, we assume. <laughs> uh, we haven't heard much on that lately. but uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think this is just a reminder that, while their pieces are there um, to compete at the highest level or even to challenge at the highest level, um, they're, they're not constructed, you know, to do that right now.
1: I'm right now. I'm re you said pieces. It reminded me, I'm reading the Jonathan Abrams, all the pieces oh, matter wire, yeah. but I'm yeah. doing, so here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm reading, I uh, actually am listening to it because I'm big into audiobooks right now. Uh, so I'm listening to the book and I stopped listening when they got to season two because I'm actually going back through the wire Mm -hmm. as well, watching, watching the actual show. So I'm going to finish season one and then pick the book back up and just sort of follow along. So it's been interesting, but the line, all the pieces matter comes from Lester Freeman, who is the, uh, the, the cat who basically sets up the wire and monitors the wire that's trying to catch all of the bad guys and uh, he he says it in in context to a to a phone call uh, that one officer doesn't think is very important, and he said, mm-hmm. "No, listen, this is this is important." And when you're starting from when you're starting from nothing, when you're starting from scratch, all the pieces matter. And and, and that's he, what, and
0: he was a, and he was a small part, so, you know, to start right. He, he was he was a, he was a kind of a background player when when he first came on, and then. Oh, he yeah. into a bigger role.
1: Oh, yeah. Lester, listen, Lester... I, I put Lester, honestly, in... That's your and guy. He's not in many people's top three characters in yeah. The Wire, but this I just... Classic, every time uh, Lester opens his mouth, there's absolute gold and wisdom. Sage. He is the wise man. He is the sage. Yeah. Yeah. But... I'm with I say that to say this, that with this Hornets organization, it's the same thing. All of the pieces matter at this point, it seems like they can't be without their full roster, and that's a problem because injuries are a part of the NBA landscape. You have to be able to, on a given night, surprise a team like the Boston Celtics without two of your players. The best teams do it. Like Toronto has played without DeMar DeRozan and won. Uh, Boston has played without Kyrie. I mean, Boston lost half their roster early in the season and was still able to uh, maintain a winning streak. And then and, and they were pl- and they were playing with guys like Nader and and Bane and Baines and and Tyus. Like these guys who were nobody. They were nobody. Like they were G Leaguers. And they were able yeah. to give a level of effort that allowed them to win basketball games. Miami has done the same thing. That's why Miami is still hanging on. Because they were able to win games shorthanded, close games, early in the season, and they're still in a position to make the playoffs. The Hornets are not, and there's a reason for that. Because for the for the Hornets, all, they have to have every single piece because you know that there are going to be nights when Nick Batum goes 3 of 11 and, and is, is is setting other players up, fine, but is not scoring enough on offense. There are going to be nights where Frank Kaminsky is awful defensively as he is offensively, and there are going to be nights where, he's, where he scores 16 points, where he does give you enough. But you have yeah. to have all the pieces. That's the thing. They can't play shorthanded.
0: Right, because because not many of those pieces are interchangeable either, right? So like they don't have guys you can easily slide over. You go back and look at Boston with those three guys; they can kind of move around. I mean that helps too. They got to add some more of those guys.
1: Well, he played. So, I mean, they played Malik Monk in the in the in the second quarter. They played Hernan Gomez in the second quarter,
0: and a lot de- of minutes.
1: Those de- depth just isn't there. They just mm-hmm. don't have those auxiliary pieces that have enough two-way play capability. You're right, it is about two-way play. They can't bring those pieces in and expect them to 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 contribute on both ends of the floor, and it's been a problem for them. And so I think that's where you look at this game and say, wait a minute, should they run this back? If they have an opportunity to retool closer to the draft, if they can get someone to bite on a Dwight Howard, if they can get if they can pair Kimba Walker with a Marvin Williams or a Dwight Howard or a Nick Batum and clear the cap space and work on moving towards something two seasons from now that looks completely different, should they do that? Uh, That's a question that I'm posing to the listener right now. Should they consider beginning the retool when they get this front office person installed? Should they consider the retool early? Because right now they're not good enough to beat a Boston team. they are I don't know no. if they're good enough to beat a Miami team. They haven't proven that.
0: The, the only thing I'm still constant about, Doug, is they have to look for any other way they can to retool before they get to the trade Kimball Walker piece. Because I, I just think he is playing at a level right now, and he's super locked in right now. He's coming off a second all-star. Um, and he certainly has his faults, and, it, and it's tough to depend on him for every single thing. But I think he's such a special player right now, and he wants to be here, and he means so much to the franchise. And that's a reality they're going to have to deal with, but I just think that's got to be their last option uh, still. He, he means a lot to this team, and, and I think you can build around him. It's going to be difficult with all the contracts, but I think that's got to be the last thing they look at.
1: All right, that's the last thing that we're going to talk about on this episode. Thanks for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On podcast network your team every day follow us on twitter at locked on hornets follow us on instagram at locked on hornets make sure you are telling people about this podcast word of mouth it is our best advertising tool you the listener you help us if you think this is good share it with someone uh, either by retweeting our uh, show tweets or just by saying hey you want some hornets talk locked on hornets has you All right, thanks so much. Uh, for For David, I'm Doug saying go Hornets, go America, let's swarm sharp.